Greetings, everyone. Master Grogan here, ready to rock your world with another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. Hey, as you know, we talk about it a lot. Not if, but when the world kicks your butt. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and kick your butt back up. And that's the whole essence of the Kickin' Life podcast, to help you live your best kickin' life. So buckle up. Here we go. Kicking lifers out there, how are we doing today? Hopefully you're having a fantastic day. Master Grogan coming at you with another exciting Kicking Life podcast. Boy, oh boy, folks, I'm even more giddy and more excited and more energized and more pumped up today. I know. What was today? And I kind of left you hanging there, didn't I? Let me tell you why. Because I just got back from Zig Ziglar headquarters. Yeah, baby. Zig Ziglar headquarters. Now, obviously, Zig passed away back in uh, uh, 2012, but I got a chance to spend two whole days with his son, Tom Ziegler. Unbelievable. It was fantastic beyond words. And uh, just so much knowledge, so much positivity, so much positive input. And you hear me talk all the time. How do you become the person you want to be? We got to surround yourself with people that are like the person you want to be. People that are motivated, people are inspired, people that are driving towards something more than where they are right now, you know, in our life. And I've, I've mentioned this so many times, I'm sure you get it, but I know every single week we have hundreds of new downloads and, you know, new uh, followers. And I cannot, cannot thank you enough for continuing to help build our tribe. Because I'm telling you, folks, we're doing this, baby. We are making society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. We're doing it. That's what we're doing. But anyway. You're around, you have two types of people in, in your life. You've got engines and anchors. Engines are the ones that push you to be your very, very best. They're driving, they're motivating, they keep pushing you. When you want to quit, they're still pushing you. And then, of course, you got anchors. And anchors are the ones holding you back. They're the ones telling you you can't do this, you can't do that. You're not smart enough, you're not good enough. Why do you want to be different? Those are the anchors that are holding you back. Sometimes you got to cut the tie, baby. Cut that. Get up there with those engines. But uh, I'm just pumped, I'm hanging around uh, <laughs> that positive, and not only positive mentally, but also kind of physically feeling the energy and a big spiritual component as well. Just about believing in God, believing in your God-given abilities, believing that there's more than just you on this planet, which I know for some folks, that's, that's a tough one. Usually people that listen, or listen to this podcast are not in that group, but I would love to plant the seed in some of these other folks' head and let them know that, man, this world does not revolve around you. You're just a small piece in this world. And the sooner we're able to realize that, man, not only is like the, the blinders are taken off, but we realize we're just a little speck in this world. But that little speck can be extremely significant. And think about this. Think about, and this was example given, uh, give, listen to me, given at the thing. It was two different examples. One is one grain of sand. You know, that doesn't do a whole lot. A lot of grains of sand, you've got yourself a beach. Well, let's put it in terms of kind of pain, if you will. One grain of sand in your swim trunks, not a big deal. <laughs> you got 100 or maybe 200 or 300 grains of sand in your swimming trunks or swimming suit. <laughs> now that's a problem, right? <laughs> yeah. Can you get in a visual there? Oh, man, yeah, that, that, that doesn't feel very good. Same thing. One termite, that's really not, I mean, it's not good, but it's not a problem. A million termites, now you got yourself a problem. So even though, once again, you're a little bitty speck, 
The world's bigger than we are. You get enough of those specks together, they can do good or they can do harm. So let's choose wisely. Choose wisely, my son. <laughs> and uh, a big part of the, uh, the, the weekend, the name of the seminar was Choose to Win. And they talked about success, significance, and legacy. And how each one of those, how to become successful, it's a choice. How to be significant. And, and what is success? Well, success is different for everybody. You know, some people, success is just losing 10 pounds or being healthier or making, you know, uh, a few more dollars. You know, I want to make a million dollars. That's success for me. That's fine. I mean, that's, that's what makes you happy. That's success. Good. But don't lose your family and your health in the process. So success, it's a choice. Significance. What's significance? Significant is being significant in the lives of somebody else. What impact are you making? Now, here's, here's with a big right hook reality I got from the, this past couple days in Dallas. It was this. Yes, success, everybody's heard of success. Significance, not too many people. You've heard of it, but it really doesn't factor in. Most people just talk about success. But in order to be truly successful, you've got to be significant. You've got to be significant in the lives of others because you're giving. Once again, the world doesn't revolve around you. You're just a part of the world. Be significant in the lives of others, and that will lead to greater success. And then the third step that's often overlooked that a lot of folks don't even talk about, and I'll be 100% honest, I haven't uh, talked about this in quite some time. It was a nice reminder. That's why I'm sharing it with you. And that is legacy. Legacy. What type of legacy are you leaving? What is the world going to remember about you when you're done and gone? And that strives from significance. How significant were you in the lives of others? How significant were you at helping somebody feel good about themselves. How significant were you were in the lives of your kids or your wife or any family member or friends? That leads to the legacy because the more significant you are, the more of a legacy you're going to leave behind. And what's important about legacy? Well, legacy, everyone wants to feel like they made a mark or an impact in this world. And that legacy is going to tell the story. And was it going to be a good legacy or not a good legacy? So you kind of see how success and legacy are the bookends significance is right there in the middle. But what all three of these have in common, every single one of them are a choice. You choose to be successful by the things you do day in and day out. You choose to be significant by the things you do day in and day out. And you choose to create your own legacy by the things you do day in and day out. And I gave you the example, you know, one grain of sand, not, not, not a big problem. One grain of sand doesn't do a whole lot. You get a bunch of them together, you got yourself a beach, or you get a bunch of grains of sand in your swimming trunks, <laughs> you get yourself a rash, right? Doesn't feel very good. Kind of a graphic example. <laughs> Not too graphic, I hope. So anyway, I kind of went on there for a few minutes. If I'm, I haven't even told you the title of today's show. Well, the title of today's show could just very well be, man, my last few days at Zig Ziglar headquarters. But that's kind of a weird title to pop up. Man, you know what? Maybe I will put that up there. You know what? I think I, I've got all these notes written out. I'm just kind of talking off topic now. <laughs> I usually try and give every show a, a nice name with a nice right hook of reality. I think I'm just going to say the, uh, the Zig Ziglar experience, the name of this show. That's not what I had wrote down, but now I'm writing it down now. There we go. So I'm just going to share tidbits from what I learned this weekend. And that was a big one you heard there. I want to dive in next, and it's the page that I was going to start with, is kind of talking about the significance, the legacy, the impact, but the values that we bring as human beings, and in value, we always think of value as something great, and, th and that's true. That's why I want you to think of it. You think of something valuable. You think of something priceless. You think of something expensive. You think of something that uh, 
Wow, man, that's great, great value. And that's true. That's the way we want to think of it. In this world of constant negativity, we need more value. But I got to ask you this. Value can be the other way as well. What value are you bringing to the lives of others? What value are your friends and family and influences bringing to you? Is it low value? Is it poor value? Is it cheap value? Or is it good? It's okay. Or is it awesome? Is it great? Is it exceptional? Is it phenomenal? And obviously you kind of see how the, not only my voice inflection went up, but I'm actually dancing around the studio here getting excited because I think about that value. Nobody, nobody, none of us would ever, 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 ever want to go out and spend an insanely amount of money on something that is just terrible, terrible value, right? We wouldn't do it. That's insane. We always try and get the best bang for your buck, right? The best value for the best price. And there's a big difference, you know, between, well, I don't know, we'll go with cars. You know, if you have a, a, a small car from the 80s that uh, it's got 300,000 miles on it, and then you got maybe your brand new Mercedes. I don't own a Mercedes, just putting that out because we can look at Mercedes as, a, as up there, right? Well, there's a huge amount of, of, of variation in value there, right? Yeah, you got a car that's been beat up from the 80s. It's got 300,000 miles on it, three different colors. You know, the panel's different. The door is different. <laughs> you kind of see the picture that I painted for you, and you got this brand-new sharp Mercedes sitting on the showroom floor. There's a difference in value there. We can see that. Well, it's the same thing with our friends and our input. We can see the value they're bringing or they're not bringing to us. And the same thing, the value we're bringing or not bringing to others. So with the value concept all put in together, it reminds me of a story I heard this week. And I've heard this story countless times from Zig, but his, Tom, which is Zig's son, told it this weekend or this week, and it was fantastic. And it goes like this. And this kind of all talks about the value and our priorities and what we focus on. And kind of the, back to where it all starts from, the brain, the mind, what we allow in. The story goes like this. Imagine Friday night. You're sitting around with the family, watching TV, nothing big. And about 6 o'clock at night, there's a knock at the door. And you're thinking, huh, I don't want to call anybody texting or calling saying they're going to come over. You know, the neighbors, they're, they're, they're all locked in their houses. They're doing their things. So I knock at the door. So I go to the door and open the door. And here's this huge, huge man. I mean huge. I'm like, what, six, three, three, full of muscles, full of tattoos, Long, scraggly hair, a pretty scary sight. Well, what he's got, he pushes me out of the way. He runs in with this huge uh, trash can full of trash and dumps it all over my living room floor. Just dumps it and then starts throwing it everywhere. And before I can do anything, the guy's out the door and took off. Got a visual? So what happens? Well, first of all, we're ticked off. We're like, what the heck was that all about? And then we're upstairs and, <laughs> and Desi, grab the gun in case this guy comes back or I'll stand here on guard, <laughs> right? What do we do then? Well, we got to start cleaning up the mess. We go on social media. We can't wait to post it. You'll never guess what happened to me. Oh, my gosh, this guy busted in our house and threw garbage. I'm talking the stinkiest, grossest, yuck garbage all over our floor. And we were talking rotten banana peels and this, it was like toxic crap all over the place. Oh, my gosh. And then, of course, you can't wait to call up somebody. You can't wait to text somebody. You can't wait to keep reliving this ugly moment over and over and over and over again. Why? 
Well, you got a story to tell, right? You got something to talk about, but it's ugly. Now, in the end, yes, it took a little extra work to clean it up. In the end, maybe you hired somebody to steam clean your carpets, which actually probably made your carpets a little better than they were before. I know if somebody steam cleaned our carpets, it would be better. I'm not asking somebody to come dump garbage on my, <laughs> my carpet. But in the end, the whole, whole thing took maybe 30 seconds. Hire somebody to clean it up. Maybe that took 30 minutes. Maybe it took an hour. But now you've wasted how much time reliving that ugly experience. Now, would you allow that to happen? I mean, if you had the choice, somebody comes flying in and is going to dump garbage. Are you going to clean them up? You're going to draw down on them? You're going to threaten them? Clean this up or I'm taking you out? Of course you would. You would not allow that to happen. You would not allow somebody to do that to your house. It's your house then why do we allow people to do it to our brains every single day? Why do we allow people to dump garbage and toxic waste on our brains, in our brains, in our minds every single day, and then run away? Well, this guy, if they would come back and want to do it again, would be on guard, right? No, 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 no. Not this time, pal. But with our brains, we allow the same input, the same people, the same negative force to continue dumping garbage on our brain. We don't block it out. We don't put up barriers. We don't say, hey, nah, you got me one time, man. It ain't happening again. We continue to allow it to happen. Now, I know we don't do it purposefully. It just happens. But it happens the people you surround yourself with, what you read on social media, what you put in your brain. You would never put toxic waste on your living room floor. You would not let somebody else do it either. But yet we, al we allow it every single day. Block those things out. Ask yourself. Is this person adding value or is this person dumping garbage on my brain? Is this post I'm reading right now, is this adding value or is this dumping toxic waste on my brain? This thing I'm listening to right now, is this adding value to help me be the best person I can be, to help me become successful, to be significant, to leave a legacy, or, or is it dumping toxic waste on my brain? It's simple. But, of course, here's the caveat on that. Here's the big right hook of reality. What's easy or simple to do is also easy and simple not to do. That's it, in a nutshell. And guess what? At the end of the day, regardless what happened, who are you with all day, every day? And who makes decisions for you all day, every day? And somebody says, well, my boss does, my this does. Eh? Yeah, they may tell you what to do, but inevitably you are the one that makes the decision. You're the one that makes the choices. You choose to engage in that battle on social media on who's right and who's wrong on this political war. And you know, folks, and if you don't know, I'm telling you right now, everyone, everyone, I mean everyone, is an expert on social media. They are. They know everything about everything about everything about everything. And, of course, you're saying, what the heck? Obviously, I'm being ridiculous here. Everybody hiding behind a, a, a keypad or your device, they suddenly... And that's what Facebook's done. It's brought out all the experts in the world. You know, they can't manage their own life. They can't manage everything that's going on in their world. But they can tell you how to do your world. And they can tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> Is that a right hook of reality? Boom! That lit you up. They knock you down? Okay. If you're driving your car there, whoo, get back in your lane. I know it was tough. That was a good shot. But, of course, I'm being silly, but I'm being serious as well. And, you know, that's the way I like to do things. I like to have fun, but I also like to deliver that right hook to, to remind you that you are in control. You are the one that makes the choices, good or bad. It's you. And Zig always talks about you are where you are 
by what you've put into your brain, by what you've put into your mind. So all that input along the way, everything you've put into your mind, that's led to who you are today. And that, from that input is the choices you've made. So in the choices, meaning, and this is a big thing, that I, 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 I don't know, I want to try and find a better way of delivering a harder right hook of reality just to kind of impact the, not only the listeners, you folks, but others when I give speeches because I've always got, man, oh, man, it seems like a handful that, oh, yeah, well, it must be nice. Uh, yeah, easy for you to say. Uh, everybody say, yeah, what isn't easier said than done and what isn't easier for me to say? I'm telling you from both sides of the fence, folks. Yeah. And I wasn't always, op- I mean, I tried to be optimistic, but I wasn't always the most positive person in the world because my group of influence was dumping garbage and toxic waste on my brain. Yeah, they were. But at the end of the day, it's your choice. You can't blame your parents. You can't blame society. You can't blame the, the income. You can't blame the president. You can't blame your second grade teacher. You can't blame your grandparents. It's you. Make the choice. It's not easy. I'm never going to lie to you and say, hey, it's so easy. It's so simple. It's not. It's not. You know that. But the reward is so much better. I mean, think about it. After you listen to the podcast here and you're jacked up and excited and feeling good, man, my goal is that you're like, hey, I feel pretty dang good. Or you talk to somebody else and they're like, oh, man, you believe this weather? Oh, man, my boss is such a jerk. My kids are terrible. Oh, man, my body hurts. Oh, man. What does that do to you? That brings you down. You're like, ugh. And here I am. That's the whole essence of the Kicking Life podcast. When, not if, but when life kicks your butt as we know it's going to, flip on this podcast, baby. That's my mission, to empower you to be your personal best, to kick your butt back up, to live your best kicking life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be throwing martial arts round kicks and front kicks and all those kicks, but I want you up kicking and dancing around and being happy, being healthy. Of course, happy, healthy people make society a better place to live, right? And I talk about this a lot of times with teenagers and with teachers. The more we can do to plant the right seeds through positive input in school, not dumping that toxic waste on, and unfortunately I've learned that high schools spend a lot of time uh, listening and watching like CNN and social media or the whatever the other stations are. And I call CNN constantly negative network. There's nothing positive that ever comes on that show. Turn it off. You're dumping toxic waste on your brain. And Fox, it doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. It's all negative. It's not good. There's nothing good that comes out of that stuff. And you say, well, I got to know what's going on in the world today. I, I got to know. If something happens, you'll find out. Trust me. Take care of the world. Take care of your success, your significance, and your legacy so you can be the best person you can be. Because if you've got toxic waste on your brain, you're not going to be the best parent you can be. You're not going to be the best uh, husband or wife, spouse that you can be. And how can you be when you've got toxic waste on your living room floor on your mind? So, whoo, I like that, baby. I got rolling on that. I sure did. Feeling good, though. But that the, the, the essence, planting the tree, best time 20 years ago, second best time right now. Plant the seeds that you want. Plant the crop that you want. Be the person you want to be. And it all goes back to, once again, choice. You choose to put the seed in the ground so you have a harvest, or you choose not to. You know, it would be like the farmer who doesn't do a thing in the spring. Doesn't do a thing. Eh, you know what? I've been doing this for 20 years. I've been pretty successful. I don't think I'm going to put anything in the ground. 
Okay, well, that's a choice. But come harvest time, he's not going to have anything to get out of the ground because he didn't put anything in. I mean, it would be insane to think, you know what, I'm not going to. And then come harvest time, all right, any day now, those crops, any day. Come on, baby, any day. That's ludicrous. You know it is. What's the same thing if we don't plant anything positive? And we constantly plant, I mean, go back to the farmer example. What happens by him not planting anything? Weeds. Doesn't take care of it. Weeds grow. Now, a weed, I use a weed as an example a lot of times for for perseverance. Because you think about this. You could take the most fertile seed on the planet and throw it on concrete. Just throw it out there. What's going to happen? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing's going to happen because it's not in fertile soil. However, a weed, that baby doesn't matter how strong the concrete is or the asphalt, blacktop, the weed decides, you know what, I think I'm going to grow. I'm going to crack my way through this concrete. I'm going to crack my way through this blacktop or this asphalt. And it does. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like, holy cow. But that's, that's the power of negativity, you know, and that's why I use the weed as an example. That's perseverance, baby. It's not giving up. Well, same thing. If you don't tend to your garden, those weeds are going to be there. Why? Because we're inundated with weeds and negativity to begin with. So back to the choice part. It is a what? Choice. You choose or you choose not to. You choose to hide behind an excuse and blame somebody else or you choose to accept accountability. You choose to say, yes, I am where I am and who I am by what I allowed into my brain and by what I allowed my, or I guess what, what choices I tongue tied there. What choices I allowed myself to make. It's not easy. I'm not gonna lie again, but I'm giving that right hook of reality, baby. I want you to be, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, the top of my heart, middle of my heart, my whole gosh darn heart. I want you to be your absolute very best. And I share openly the mistakes I've made in the past, my thought pattern in the past, the people I surrounded myself with in the past. And I don't mention names of the people I surrounded myself in the past because I'm not going to try and bury somebody else just so I can look, oh, man, I stand on them. That's how I make myself better. No, that's bullying. I just made a choice to remove myself from that crowd. Now, I still, and, and, and my wife gets on to me all the time, I still reach out and try. Guys, this is, <laughs> these are the things I've done, and this is what's led to where I'm at, my happiness, my success. I've still got bad days too, but for the most part, things are pretty good because of the choices I've made, and I want them to make those choices. And it gets to a point where you, you, you've only got so much time in the day, and if you've continuously tried to help somebody that is not willing to help themselves, they keep making excuses, that's a choice. That's a choice. You make the choice to live your best possible life. Because if you allow them to bring you down, you are no longer utilizing your God-given talents. You are no longer being the best husband you can be. You're no longer being the best spouse, the best wife, the best father, mother, parent, the best coach. Because you're allowing the negative influences. And is it always going to be there? Weeds are always going to be there. Yeah. It's always going to be there. Just like, you know, there's (laughs) the good and evil. You know, we got God and we got Satan. It's always going to be there. But unfortunately, God's in heaven. He's there, an open book, saying, man, talk to me anytime. I'm here for you. All we got to do is, <laughs> we don't have to pick up the phone. We just got to pray. But for most of us, I guess that's too easy. We allow Satan, who's walking around on earth here, to tempt us, to tantalize us, to help us choose the poor choice. 
Once again, choice. It was uh, another thing that was brought up about this weekend. I completely forgot about that until um, so I started talking about you know God and Satan. It was this, and I think you can, well, you know what, I'm going to tell you, and, and you'll feel how impactful this is. I'm going to set it up in a little bit of a story. Think about if there was a manual, a manual created that solves all life's problems, explains all life's mysteries. It tells you how to live, how to be, how to do, how to become. And it's got it all spread out. It's based on history. It's based on wisdom. It's based on stories from the past. It's based on failure. It's based on success. It's a formula to help you be the best person you can be, to choose your success, to choose your significance, to choose your legacy. Imagine if there was a manual or a book. And here's the thing. There is. And that book's been around essentially since the beginning of time. What book am I talking about? The Bible. The Bible. It's a roadmap. Now, I don't want to be a hypocrite and say, I've read the whole Bible and this and that. I have not. I have not. And it really, one of the gentlemen I was talking to, I'm giving a big shout out, Jared Edmonds, become a really, really good friend. He actually took me to the star. You know what a big fan of the Cowboys I am, uh, which I'm going to be on the Cowboys podcast later today, so you'll have to catch that thing. But anyway, um, the Bible, he brought this up. Imagine if there's a manual, and there is. And he was, you know, I say that, but I've never read the Bible cover to cover. And we both talked about getting kind of hung up on Leviticus and Numbers, you know, all the begots and this and that. Well, there's an excuse to say, oh, I haven't read it because it was a tough chapter. No, I just, I have not done it. But it's there. It's a roadmap. It's a guide. But I've made the choice not to. But reading the Bible that's uh, my grandmother who passed away uh, in 2012 as well, or 2011. She, I uh, uh, got her Bible. She, that was one of the things in her will. You know, Richie gets the Bible. And I went through it, and she's got, I mean, she, she absorbed the Bible. I mean, there's notes, there's highlights, there's added pieces of paper in there where she wrote her own notes. But she's got at the very front, she's got four different dates. And it's the four times that she read the Bible cover to cover. Now, that's impressive. And I know I'll give another shout-out to our rock star, Rachel. Rachel Douglas, which is our, uh, our program director, a uh, life-changing team at the Academy. She said that's her goal for this year, is to read the Bible cover to cover. And that's fantastic. Now, if that's not your goal, no big deal. But I'm saying that because it's a choice. There are things out there. There are people out there. There are resources out there. You don't have to stay in your current state of where you're at. You want something better, you've got to do something better. Zig Ziglar talked about you have to be before you can do, and you have to do before you can become, and you have to become before you can have. Bing, bang, boom. Means you have to be in your mind the person I want to be. Then you need to do what you need to do to be that type of person. And in order to become, in order to have, you've got to continue to work at being that person, doing the steps to get there. And then you can have because you've taken the steps. Most people just want to go from, I want it, I have to have it, I got it. And maybe sometimes you do get it, but it's not sustained. You know, they talk about 85, 90% of people that win the lottery. And then, uh, but let me finish this. And then I'll, I'll get back to the Powerball thing that popped in my head here, or Mega Millions, whatever the heck it was. But anyway, 80, 85, 90% of people that win the lottery, 
within five years are back to where they started or the majority of them are worse than they ever were because they got something quick. They didn't be, they didn't become, they didn't do, they just got. And what's easily gotten is easily taken, right? Easy come, easy go, right? And people say, oh, money's not important. Oh, no, money is uh, the root of all evil. But yet when the Mega Millions and the Powerball was up to whatever the heck it was up to, like a billion dollars or something, people are losing their freaking minds going after, oh, I, I, I thought money wasn't important. But it is important. It is. But it cannot be the most important thing. And when you, the studies have been done, when these folks win the lottery, it becomes the most important thing. And their true character comes out. But they never learned how to become that. They never learned what to do with it. So like think about martial arts. Kid comes in, you have to learn how to be the next belt, how to be a yellow belt. You have to learn and grow into be an orange belt. You have to learn, grow, and become a green belt. You have to learn, grow, become a red belt. It steps along the way. It doesn't, you come in one day, and then the next day you come back in, I'm automatically a black belt. I've, I've actually done little things in class like that where we'll switch belts around. And even I, I switched my belt around, uh, master's belt with, uh, I, I guess, uh, a couple yellow belts or green belts and orange belts and this and that. And they got to wear the belt, you know, big deal. It was, it was kind of just proving a point here. And I said, just because you're wearing that belt, have you become that rank? Well, some of the kids are like, oh. so I'll say, okay, I want you to do a jump spinning wheel kick. I'm like, oh, I don't know that. I said, but you're wearing a master's belt. Come on. I want you to break these seven bricks over here. Oh, I don't know how. No, that's why you've got to be, you've got to do, you've got to learn how in order to become that person. It's a progressionary step. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, kindergartner starts off in kindergarten. They don't graduate high school the very next day. Things take time, but those times are based on choices, the choices you make, the seeds you plant. That farmer that did not plant a thing in the spring is not going to get a thing in the fall. That's all there is to it. Now, there's no guarantee that when you plant something in the spring, you're going to get something in the fall. You know, it could be that you planted in the spring, you were, your due diligence was there, you did everything you could, you nurtured, you cultivated, you kept the weeds out of the garden, you watered, you fertilized, you did everything right. And the day before the harvest, a hailstorm comes or a band of locusts has come in and destroy your crop. Man, those things happen. So then you're faced with a choice. What do I do? Well, you know what? I'm done. And, and that's a choice. But if you say you're done, don't expect anything next year because next year's going to come and go. And if next year doesn't come and go, you got nothing to worry about anyway, right? <laughs> it's gone. Well, here's the deal. You can say, you know what? For nine straight years, I had a good harvest. This bad thing happened. There's nothing I can do about it. Yes, I'm probably going to be upset. Yes, I'm going to be frustrated. Yes, I'm going to be crying. Yes, I'm going to be struggling to pay the bills. But now I choose. Do I continue to wallow in self-pity? Or do I say, you know what? We're going to give it another shot next year. We're going to see what we can do. And hopefully things will work out because the, the percentages are in our favor. 90% of the time in the past 10 years, it's worked. Well, I guess, yeah, right? 9 out of 10 is 90%. <laughs> Put my numbers together here. So what's a farmer do? They go back and they plan again. And once again, there's no guarantee. Or is there? Or is there? Actually, there is a guarantee. And the guarantee is this. If you put nothing in, you're guaranteed to get nothing out. Just because you put something in doesn't mean you're guaranteed to get something out. But obviously, it increases the percentage and the likelihood 
100%. Reminds me of a, a great quote by Wayne Gretzky. And it says, you are guaranteed to miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I like that. How's that for a guarantee? You don't take a shot, you don't have anything. You got to take a shot by making the right choices. So choose not only your friends, but choose the input that you allow into your brain. Started this podcast off today talking about somebody dumping toxic waste, trash, all over your living room floor. You wouldn't stand for it. You wouldn't allow it. But yet we allow it every day and we allow people. We allow resources. We allow information. We allow news. We allow media. We allow what we listen to, what we read, what we watch, who we talk to. We allow that to dump garbage on something that's, I mean, once again, yes, that would be horrible to, you know, to clean that mess up. But in the end, like I said, somebody comes in and steam cleans your carpets, they're probably going to be cleaner than they are right now. I'm not judging. I just know from my point of view, <laughs> I don't steam clean my carpets every day. Matter of fact, I don't think I've ever steam cleaned my carpets. I know my wife's <laughs> done it and had it done before. But, uh, um, and it's not, you know, I do this, you do this. That's just something, I, I, she enjoys that kind of stuff. I, my thing is, I'll fix the stuff outside and do this and that because and, I'm better at that than I am steam cleaning the carpets. I always tell her, look, look just hire to have it done. I mean, that way we know it's done and you don't have to waste time on it. But anyway, we can clean up the, the carpet mess, like I mentioned. We can clean up the carpet mess just as we can clean up the mind. But it's somehow, some way, that mind, that, it's like a sponge. It grabs all that stuff. And I say that because, you know, I shared back in 2012, I didn't know I could read because I simply chose not to. I hadn't read a s- single book in who knows how long. I hadn't listened to, I didn't know what Audible was. I didn't know who Zig Ziglar was, Jim Rome, Chris Widener, Jack Canfield, Brian Tracy, Simon Sinek. I mean, I guess the list goes on and on and on and on about people I surround myself with now. Lewis Hose, Mel Robbins. I had no idea who these folks were. None. 2012, first CD I bought, audio CD, was Better Than Good by Zig Ziglar. From that point on, I've got 306 books in my Audible account. I've got, I, I don't know how many, audio CDs in my bookshelf. And I've got, I, I bet I'm, I, it's not like I went through and counted every book, but I know I'm over 200 books in my bookshelf. Now, it's good to have all those things, but if you don't do anything with them, <laughs> they're no good. But all the Audible books in here I've listened to countless times. Most of the books in the bookshelf, which a lot of them, what I do here, a little secret, I'll get the Audible version because I'm in my car or in the morning or before I go to bed at night, I'm, I'm priming the pump, baby. I'm putting positive input in. And if I like it a lot, then I'll buy the book. And then from the book, we'll, we'll go from there, read and highlight and kind of sync up. And people say, well, I don't have time for that nonsense. I bet you do. You cut your social media time down, you'd have time for those things. That's my right hook reality. Bang! So anyway, in that time, I have planted those seeds continuously over and over and over and over and over again. Now, I say that because here it is seven years later, and I still got some weeds popping up from time to time. But I've got to do my due diligence. Those weeds pop up. I do not let them uh, fester. I do not let them grow. I definitely don't let them multiply. Cut those weeds down. The more you work at it, the easier it gets. And once again, it's a choice. New year, you decided that you're going to get in better shape. You decided you're going to go to the gym. You decided that you're going to eat better. You decided that you're going to be a better parent. You decided that you're going to uh, do more self-education. That's great. But now make the choice and actually do it. Make the choice and go to the gym. Make the choice to 
you know what? I'm going to pass on that dessert. Now, that doesn't mean, and a lot of times people go, well, you know what? I'm never eating a dessert again. Well, that's ridiculous. That is an absolute lie, and that will absolutely never, ever work. You have to progressionary steps, small little steps. That's the only way to make it work. You can have that dessert. Just don't have three slices of cake. <laughs> have one, and don't have one every single day. Take a day off. <laughs> I'm being a little silly here, but it's back to what the whole essence of the show is all about, and that is choice. Make the right choice. All right, folks, well, we're coming up on the end here. Man, what an exciting show. And I, I really, I cannot thank you enough for taking time out of your busy day. Time is the most sacred commodity, and the fact that you spent the last you know, 35 minutes listening to me, <laughs> hope you got a lot out of it. But that means the world to me because you've given me a piece of your life, and that's why I'm going to continue doing everything I can to read, to research, to study, to go to conferences, to meet and bump elbows and speak with people that are kind of my uh I don't know if idol is the right word, but people I look up to because they have, they're, they're where I want to be. They've got the knowledge and the wisdom, and that's who you follow. That's who you're with. You never want to take the advice of somebody that's doing worse than you. I mean, think about it. If uh, you've got a financial investor and they are flat broke, they you know <laughs> been evicted from their apartment three different times, are you going to take financial advice from them? Absolutely not. Or if uh, a person that's been married eight times and has a horrible relationship with her kids and uh, their health is out of whack. Are you going to take health or parenting or marriage advice from them? You could probably say, well, they know, not, they know what not to do. Well, I guess you want to take advice from somebody who knows how to get to where you want to go. And what is it again, folks? Choice. It's what it is. It's a choice. All right. Good stuff. Ooh, man, I am jack-pumped and excited. So, folks, as always, follow on social media, Kicking Life with Master Grogan on Instagram, Kicking Life with Master Grogan on Facebook, and our YouTube channel, Growing and Growing. I think I've got 300 and something videos on that YouTube channel now. Uh, they're anywhere from quirk, quick little short hitters, and I've actually been putting the podcast on there as well. So you can listen to it if you uh, on, on YouTube. And always you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast from. Please. Share this with others. Please continue to help build our tribe because I promise, man, I promise we're going to do this thing. We are making society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. We're helping people become their personal best. All right. I love you. I mean that. I do. God loves you. Get out there and spread that love with the world. That's how we're going to do it. So, folks, until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. I cannot wait to talk to you again real soon. Can't wait to read your comments. That's all we got today. Kicking life, baby. Talk to you soon. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kicking Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kicking Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinglifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.